This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Yeah, multiple people on Twitter. Our guy Dan. Yep. People, people tweeting. Chad in. teared up. Listening to that. Just, Just listening Jonathan to play it. that. Yeah. Dan yes. says, I was actually choking up right there. Chad, I'm tearing up listening to this. <laughs> oh, man. Soft. No. That's a W. I think you went in. You know what? I think that you took the challenge and went in with the feeling that you weren't going to cry. No, I really didn't. And tried not to cry. I mean, that was my prediction, but I wasn't trying to one way or the other. I just let myself go with it. I didn't think I would for the reason that I said Woody I was didn't. his best friend, and the girl that he was going to gift his toys to, except for that one, wanted Woody, and he's like, okay, how does that not make you cry? I just didn't, man. I don't have history with those movies. It's not history, man. It's not history. You know what? Here's it's, a talker. It's depth. I want people, if you're listening live right now, or even if you're listening via podcast, tweet us movies that make you cry. And take away your, I don't want to hear like, you lost your man card. No, no, no. What movies make you cry? <laughs> the Come on, no. be honest. Like The Notebook. You know what? I love The Notebook. And I'm, I love chick flicks. The Notebook did not make me cry. Don't I never I, saw it. Don't Sorry. think I've seen that one. Uh, tweet us. Tweet us. At Rami is tweeting. At Jay Zolgad. At Phil Mackey. And we can, I want to know what movies make people cry. I don't think any chick flick could make me cry. I really don't. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because they're happy. They're happy endings. And I don't know that I could even sit through an entire one. Okay. Like a really, oh, really, really like, yeah, like a real, real sappy chick flick, like the notebook. I'll give you a list. Can't do it. I'll give you a list. Horror movies and that, chick flicks. That might be the challenge is can I sit, can I even sit through it? Can I make it through the 90 minutes or whatever the notebook is? Before the show is over, I've I will give you it. on the air, I will give you a list of chick flicks to start with. Okay. okay. And then you can knock them out uh, weekend by weekend. It's the slow season in uh, my TV Watching, which only means there's sure. 75 things right. on your DVR. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to bring this up because Judd and I, Judd and I, took over Cluster Fund today for Danny Cunningham, who I was out that. covering yeah. uh, Wolves availability. Mm-hmm. So if you want Cluster Fund, is part of Score North Live. If you want to download the podcast, and and I brought this up with Judd. I think the Wild, the Wild are making a mistake, but I don't know. I don't know how they can avoid not winning some games. Like they're 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 gonna win some games because Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter are still decent. But I think as a franchise, there's no winning a Stanley Cup to me in the next few years with all these dudes in their mid thirties on big contracts. So I think you should get as bad as possible and I think you should tank. And this led us down a road of what is acceptable tanking etiquette if you're a franchise? And I say the Philadelphia 76ers did the best job anyone's ever done. And now people people rip them up and down for three years for putting a losing product on the court intentionally. But if you're honest with your fan base and you come out, I mean, the Sixers had an advertising slogan, trust the process, right? right? If you're honest with your fan base, yes, you will probably suffer in terms of ticket sales, et cetera, because people aren't going to want to watch a crappy product. 
But if tanking is the best path to winning big in like three years or five years, I think if you approach it tactfully and you say, listen, everyone, um, had a great run a few years ago, signed a bunch of uh, big contracts, signed a couple massive contracts with Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. For us to get back to the level that we want to get to, we're going to have to take a step back here. We're going to come up with a catchy slogan. I don't know what that is yet. Own the future. Own the, the Bucks fu- for a long time. Own the future. Yeah. That's a great one. That is a really good one. Yeah. But I think, I guess my question is, if a, if a franchise, unlike what the Marlins are doing, which is, what do you mean? We're not taking? We're, we're just Robert Ryan. It's like, no, it's, you're stripping it down, payroll and everything else. If you are honest with your fan base and you say, hey, we're going to take a step back here. It's going to pay off in three or five years. Are you cool with that as a fan of a team? You don't even have to be totally transparent for me to be okay with it. Just give me enough that I can read between the lines. Like what I think that the Cubs were too transparent in their in their rebuild because Theo Epstein said, "Look, this is a four or five year process." Yeah. And it was the first time in my lifetime that Cubs ticket sta- ticket sales started to suffer because people are like, "You're telling me that this will be worth watching in four or five years? Okay, cool. I'll be back." I'll be back in four or five years. I'm not going to go to Wrigley Field to watch something you're telling me is going to be bad. And for four years, I have I have to put up with that. No, there's plenty of other things I can do on the north side of Chicago. Now, in Milwaukee, when I was covering that team and David Stearns started that rebuild, he gave you enough that if you were if you were an educated baseball fan and a sports fan, you saw what was going on and you liked it. But if you were the casual fan... They were spinning it in a way that they could still sort of sell you hope and get you to come out to the ballpark. And I understand operating in that way. It's a business. You want to make money. You want people coming through the turnstiles. So just be transparent enough that those of us who know what's going on can read between the lines and see what's going on and appreciate it. And the casual fan who doesn't know what's going on and doesn't have the the information or the the background to read between the lines are duped enough to go to six or eight games over the course of a baseball season. I'm fine with that, too. I'm totally fine with that. Every company lies to their customer base to, and, and to some degree to get them to come and buy the product. Do they not? Like Almost, what? almost every company, there's some sort of exaggeration or yeah, it's not lie. lie. It's not really okay, a lie, lie, lie might have been Exaggeration is probably Lie might have been a bit of a, a strong word, but there's... <laughs> That's yeah, what marketing is. That's yeah. what marketing and advertising it's is. Free, but there's 43 grams of sugar. Exactly. Okay. I yeah. Like there's no cooked. trans fats. Or, or like they'll sell you like a turkey breast and be like carb free. Like yeah, of course it's carb free. It's meat. Like meat doesn't have <laughs> carbs. In, you know what I mean? Like they put things. They put labels on all kinds of food that means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. But right. and if you know that, you're like okay, I, I I see what they're doing. But those cookies are delicious. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I And do. if you're stupid enough to fall for it, then that's your fault. Where are you at on the on the tanking? I've given this honesty spectrum more term. and more thought. Because I think tanking is now the wrong word. Because it's not like the, the Wild can't really, really, truly tank, right? Because they got Parisi, Suter, yeah. Koivu. So they can't truly tank. But I, I think where we just hit on the sweet spot of what we all would encourage is transparency. When the New York Rangers sent their fans a letter two years ago now or less, basically saying we are hitting a reset button. Like we're not trying to get terrible, but there's but our previous incarnation didn't work, and so we're going to change things. 
I think it's the transparency here. And the Wild's biggest fault is the owner is hell-bent on trying to win, which they might get to the playoffs, but they're not going to, to, to your point, Phil, truly win. So the Wild's at a point where I think transparency of, okay, it didn't work. That doesn't mean we're going to try and be terrible, but we very well in 2019-20 might not make the playoffs, right? And and what we're going to do is we've got a lot of good potential young players. They're going to play a lot, folks. And what we hoped would happen seven years back with Parisi and, and Suits, which was, my God, they signed these huge contracts, Stanley Cup, here we come, didn't happen. So I think instead of tanking, because tanking sounds so like we're going to be terrible for years, and tanking also sends off bells and whistles about potential five-year plans, which I don't think has to happen here. Where I fall is transparency and honesty and saying we're going to try and get good as quickly as we possibly can, but signing veterans now makes no sense. Yeah, And that's where my problem is because you can't serve two masters here. The Twins can, and the Twins' plan is actually good. The Wild would be far better off, I think, to reel it back, though, and say, we're not going to spend it right now, but that doesn't mean that we aren't going to try and turn things around as quickly as possible. Guys, we have breaking news. We have breaking Timberwolves free agency news. Wait a second. I'm trying to get a read on if you're... According to John Krasinski of The Athletic, the Timberwolves have agreed to terms... With Noah Vonley on a one-year yeah. deal, league sources tell the Athletic. All right. You interrupted my fine. It's not tanking. It's retooling for that. It's breaking news, man. Uh, Noah Vonley. Phil was actually starting to excited. You know second. what? I actually, uh, I've heard of Noah Vonley, so I think we can right, start there. Direction. I know Noah the name. Vonley. I don't know if I can pick him out of a lineup, but I know the name. So Noah Vonley is. We'll give you. The, we'll give you the lowdown here. Big splashes by the Timberwolves. Um, he is a power forward who was drafted. He's 23 years old, power forward, and actually he might have been undrafted. No, he was. No, so he was a top 10 pick. He was Charlotte in uh, in uh, yeah. He was the ninth overall pick. So I know him very well. Um, he played for the Knicks last season. Eight points, eight rebounds, couple assists, a block. Can shoot a little bit from outside. Can do a couple things. Not a terrible player. Noah Vonley. Could you pick him out of a lineup? No idea. Zero clue. I would like to take all the players that the Minnesota Timberwolves have acquired since free agency started and put them in a lineup and Mackie and Judd and Rami try to figure out who is who. <laughs> try and match the name I would have with the face. Absolutely no chance right now. <laughs> no chance whatsoever. Actually, if, if Jonathan were to put together... Well, Judd's going to be gone tomorrow, but maybe for tomorrow, like put together a lineup and mix in random faces, yes. like literally mix in like yes. random. Now you probably have to find athlete profile faces, so it's so it's like all from the same website or something. But I would have no idea. I could maybe pick out Shabazz Napier, maybe. Basketball that guy reference was, has pictures, so this will this will be easy to find. Pictures, okay, okay, good. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun game. Can you name your Timberwolves? <laughs> no idea. I should come in now, man. I can't miss this. <laughs> I was just going to clean the gutters tomorrow. Now I'm going to miss this. <laughs> Noah Vonley, Shabazz Napier, the new face, Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I, I still have faith. I think they're they're up to something here. Up okay. to something big. I hope so. I think they're still going to pull a deal for uh, maybe Kawhi Leonard's on the way over. Just yeah. saying, like they're up to something. Wouldn't that be amazing? Kawhi's like, actually, uh, go to Timberwolves. I don't. I'm good on L.A. 
You know, I live there like six months out of the year. It's I'm your fine. plan, right? Team, I'm going to go join Carl Anthony Towns. And they're One gonna, year here. They're going to win a title this year. One year and that's yeah. it? That's what I would do. Then he's on to the Clippers. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but that would be awesome. Um, I, uh, I can admit, as a sports fan, I have actively rooted multiple times for teams to tank. Like teams that the Gophers are, because I... I graduated from the University of Minnesota. Like I've just been a huge gopher homer for the better part of my life and career. And the 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 fight I get in, there's like three sports fights I get into where I just like I will die on the hill. And one of them is against the fan who says, "You can't root against your team. You can't root for losses. You're not a true fan if you root for losses." Well, if South Dakota beats the Gophers, Tim Brewster gets fired, right? Like, if Tim Brewster getting fired, when did South, South Dakota, was that, was that a Tim Brewster team or a Jerry Kill team? Uh, I think that they were, lost to South Dakota I one think time. that was a Brewster team, but I don't like, remember. All runs together now. If he gets fired, a better coach comes in, mm-hmm. and there's more hope for the future. If the Vikings don't beat the Redskins, they get the number one overall pick, and Adrian Peterson uh, and, and Andrew Luck is the quarterback of the Minnesota... Like, I'm okay rooting for losses. I will say if it's this, for though. long-term gain. While I'm watching a game, there are like, I have like split personalities when it comes to the sports fan in me. When I'm watching a game in that moment, I can't root for my team to lose, and I still get pissed off when they do bad and stupid things. But then when the game is over and I've cooled down a little bit, I can step back and have the perspective of, all right, a loss isn't the worst thing in the so world. So you here. can't root. Ever? I can't. For your team to lose? I, can't I in, easily can. I can't yeah. in the moment. I get mad and think they deserve to lose at times. No, I can't in the moment, really? while the game is going on, if, be happy about bad things happening to my so team. So if your team is playing a stupid game, yes. you don't get so mad that you're like, I hope they lose because they deserve the this The Bears loss. could be 2-13. and 13. Okay. And if a quarterback makes a stupid throw and throws an interception, I'm still throwing stuff at my TV and cursing <laughs> the quarterback. Okay. Still. Like I was, there Fair was some, during Tubby Smith's last year. I was so mad that they beat UCLA in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you're going to bring this dude back? Retirement. But transparency makes sense, right? Yes. Like if they just come out and say we're not, we're not there yet, but we're trying to get there, as opposed to saying, oh no, no, we're trying to win. And you're saying, but you don't really have a roster that can win. To a degree, I don't think you can be so transparent that the casual fan checks out. Diehard fan is always going to be there. They're always going to be attending. They're always going to be turning on their TV. They're like going to your fan like the sm- news alerts on smart. their phone. But casual fan, you got to sell them. Yeah, and right. I don't, I don't mind you selling them a false bill of goods. Yeah, it's capitalism. Uh, how about hashtag uh, wild go winless or something? I don't know. We got to work on that. That might be a little bit too much. Uh, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new Score North and Score North mobile app. Check out Minnesota Sports Rewind, where Score North goes back in time and dives deep into some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history, including Twins and Tigers Game 163, Twins and A's from the 2002 playoffs, Kevin Love's 30 and 30 game, and Kevin Garnett's dominating Game 7 against Sacramento. It's Minnesota Sports Rewind on ScoreNorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. All right, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Score North, yeah, Score North fraud. mobile app. Right, are, we're getting all kinds of tweets from people, and Judd has a poll up. I ran a poll here, Twitter poll. All, all kinds of tweets from people. We want to know what movies make you cry. We put Rami through the Toy Story 3 Don't Cry Challenge, and uh, he didn't cry on Saturday. He passed with flying colors, which was extremely disappointing. I Shocking. I considered him a friend. I didn't yeah. think it was that sad. 
I didn't think it was that sad, and I don't have the emotional attachment okay, and history to, with those to be characters. Clear, to yeah. be clear, mm-hmm. the whole thing was it was nice. The whole thing was not that sad. The end, like Phil said, it you don't need a history with characters to see a a boy who's what eighteen or so. You see, here's the thing: giving away his childhood, Rami, his childhood. Let's delve a little deeper. Yes. When I watch those movies, I don't really watch them and feel them from the perspective of Andy. The main characters in the movie are the toys. So you're a sociopath. Yeah, you're di- oh, you're distant. No, the, oh, main, yeah. the main characters oh, in the good. movie are the toys. So you're watching it from the perspective of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear, Woody, the whole gang. What's that called, Phil? Well, he's a sociopath. Well, that's How a, star. a sociopath? Yeah. They they've humanized. I'm gonna look it up. They've you, humanized these toys. They're you, people in the in the movie. You're saying when you watch that movie, you relate more to a uh, space ranger animated toy <laughs> than the human being. Well, when you put it that way, when you put it that way, okay. But to me, it's just a movie. Like I'm, I'm I don't relate to Thor, but I I still had emotions. When I, I see I, the resemblance. Again, exactly. why not? After Endgame, why not? <laughs> but. And it was a happy ending for the toys. Like, they didn't end up in the daycare, which I get why you don't want to be there. Little kids are gross and sticky, and they break everything. And I get why you didn't want to end up in the attic. It's dark. Nobody's going to play with you up there. They found a good home. The toys found a good home. Okay, that answers the question, though. The why. So you identify with the toy. This is about Andy. This is about a kid just like us. Like, we're, we're real people, so we gave things up. At one point, and they that we loved, and then one day you're like goodbye. You know your parents. Like that's what this is. But you're seeing it through the perspective of the objects that aren't real, which is. But in the movie, they are real. I'm going to Google. They've that. been brought what to hap- life. What happens when people mm-hmm. see stuff? Judd's, you know? Judd's poll, by the way, uh-huh. is a is a dead heat right now. The three options: Rami okay. did not cry while watching the end of Toy Story three. We want to know: Does Rami have no heart? Mackie and Judd are soft, mm-hmm. or how do you not cry? And it's literally 33 33%, 33% on all of them. And the first <laughs> response from Evitz is, Rami is a real man. USDA prime Middle Eastern beef. <laughs> this must be a listener from Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, it's changed. I don't, but it's I, changed. Look, I don't see it as being a real man or being tough or, or anything like that. I'm an emotional dude. I'm a wear your, my heart on my sleeve type of dude. Do you guys just want the scene where he's driving away? I mean, Judd and Mackie might. Well, if I can find some Kleenex, I do. Here you go. You can just turn around, Judd. Oh, Kleenex. You it's guys the music, like, man. It's the, oh, yeah, it's the music. Yeah, absolutely. Here you guys go. Like, imagine you got this, the emotional part here. He's, imagine, he's driving away. Imagine this music just playing in your life. Exactly. You'd just be crying all day. Yep. Don't you remember being that age? In college? Yeah, and but like when you left home, when you oh, I left had long, your toys. I had long gotten over my toys by the time I left for college. Not yeah, I was on the video games and I was bringing them with. <laughs> okay, can I spoil something? I've got something something happened at, something happened in Toy Story Four, which just came out. Well don't spoil that. I wanna like I wanna talk about it so bad. No. Go it's like, or what? It's like Jonathan, turn your headphones down. <laughs> upsetting? <laughs> Go ahead. I can't because I got to edit the show afterwards. 
You gotta post it. I'll just take it. And I'm gonna. It. I'm gonna. gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna, just for the audience. I'm gonna give you. It's not a full spoiler. Okay. Jonathan literally turned his headphones off. I'll give you. Uh, all right. Okay. It's just. It's something that happened at the end. Not at the end. Well, I'll just say it, it happened in Toy Story Four. Okay. When. Uh, okay. This is a spoiler. Just so everyone knows. Just giving you guys a, a second. Buzz Lightyear and Woody realized that they were not going to be around each other very much anymore at this particular moment in the movie. Okay. And so from afar, I'm going to cry saying this, Buzz goes to himself. like they're, they're like way away from each other, and Buzz goes to infinity, and they cut to Woody, and Woody goes, and beyond. See, I just got chills when you said oh, that. Oh, no. I just got chills when no. you said that. Because Are you didn't cry? We're good, Jonathan. Because, like I said... Oh, no. <laughs> I can you not? Like I said, the toys were the main characters, so they're the ones who, if any, if any character in the movie I have an attachment yeah. to, it would be the toys, not, not Andy. So that scene right there tugs at my heartstrings a little bit because I do have friends who I've been separated from over the course of our lives who... I love, and we're yeah. still we're still in touch, but we're not around each other anymore. So that that hits home a little bit with me. Wait, wait, though. Okay, mm-hmm. so at the end of Toy Story three, yeah, when Andy, the little boy who played with um, Woody forever, mm-hmm. is now giving him away, mm-hmm. and the look on the doll's face is, "My best friend is leaving me." Like if you're the doll. Uh-huh. Don't you see that? That's part of it too. Yes, but Woody as leaving is being left with, and and the little girl might be great, but this is his best friend. But the options were being separated, and Woody but, uh, and Woody going to college. But if I'm with a Andy, toy, I want to stay with Andy no matter what. But though that wasn't an option. That okay, was laid but out earlier. Really Andy was trying to go to college, or Woody was trying to go to college with Andy. This is not making the sense. rest of them. The rest of them, it was the daycare. <laughs> Which but that, you're talking about this like dude, an accountant. That baby at the daycare <laughs> no. is one of the more terrifying characters in movie <laughs> history. Okay, I was more scared by that than I was sad at any point. The baby with the lazy eye, who was like the muscles. Yeah. For, yeah, okay, that was terrifying. But your options were the daycare, terrifying. <laughs> Babies are sticky and gross and break things. <laughs> the attic, which is also terrifying. It's dark. It's dusty. It's dingy. You'll never be played with again. Or the dumpster, which is basically death for a toy. I love how... You ended up in a good home. They ended up in a good home with somebody who loves them, appreciates them, and will play with them. I love how we've been doing this show for like six months. Yeah. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Uh Uh-huh. And this is this has become a top three argument. This is the most, this is the most in depth we've gotten about anything. You sound in like my six months. You sound like it's so cut and dry. Uh, it's let's his see. best Al- friend. Alex chimes in on Twitter. Is it really that surprising that someone who would prefer baseball be played in an Amazon warehouse didn't cry? See, that's, a lot of people are making <laughs> yeah, that. We're getting a lot of that. I don't see the connection. I don't see the connection. It doesn't there. need to be. It's just between my shot. love for roofs. <laughs> Okay, other movies that thirty-seven percent now takes the lead with ninety-seven votes. Rami has no heart. Thirty-seven percent. Yeah, that's not true. I have a heart. I have a big heart. It's okay. right here on my sleeve. People are chiming in here, including Rami's gal says the Lion King makes her cry every single time. We want we want to hear the movies that make you cry. Jeff says the Legend of Beggar Vance and the greatest game ever played. So basically, Jeff just cries during golf movies. Golf movies yeah, yeah. And, tin cup. Tin cup. He's got a mess. He's a master in tin cup. Tin cup. So Jeff, pretty much any Did any golf movie you, you cry in that? What exactly made you cry in Tin Cup? <laughs> Billy Madison. It's amazing. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of the, well, the Notebook. People are saying 
Okay, wow. This is deep. Chad said the notebook made me cry, but my grandma had Alzheimer's. Oh, that's, yeah, that's okay. That, that. Yeah, if that hits close to home. Yeah. Is there an Alzheimer's storyline in the notebook? It's, we can spoil that, right? It's been 15 oh, years ahead. since the notebook. Go right ahead. And it's terrible. Are you going to see it or no? No. Okay. It, yeah. The premise of the notebook is, and you're not, you don't really find this out until the end of the movie. It's a love story about these two, it's an on again, off again couple throughout their lives. And then you find out, they, so they get together, and then, but then you find out at the end. So it's, it's an old man telling this story to an old woman throughout the movie about this young couple back in the, whatever, and the, like the 30s. And it's it turns them. out to be them. She has Alzheimer's. But he tells the story to her every single day oh. to get her to remember him at the end of the day. And then she forgets again the next day. Oh, I might cry. Spoiler, sorry, I, I just spoiled that, the notebook. I might cry at that one. Okay. I didn't know that. Other people are saying, um, there's some great suggestions coming in. The Lion King is, is multiple people are saying the Lion King. Yeah, I can see that. Up has a lot of voice. When Mufasa too. dies, that's a tough one. People like Up. Up Up makes you cry at the beginning. Yeah. Not the end. It goes in reverse order there. That First 10 minutes of Up will make you cry. Made me cry. All right. I'd probably cry then. Can I say I actually welled up the first time I saw the end of Major League? What? Just because it was like such a great underdog story. See, this is this is the person who you have aligned yourself with. <laughs> I've cried at weird they, stuff. They, they, Rami, they, I've, I'm going to admit they right now, not that, but I've cried. I cry at really weird stuff. Oh, that's a drop. No, I do. And here's the weird thing. I'm not sure about you guys. Sad stuff doesn't make me cry. When people are good, it makes me cry, like way more. Like if someone does something really nice, it makes me tear up. If you're just a bleep hole or something, like mean, it does nothing for me. But I cry at weird stuff in films, too. And I can't explain <laughs> it. And, and Major League does not make me cry. But darn it, I know what you're saying. Okay, here's more. Dan says, the end of Lord of the Rings, when everyone bows to the hobbits, he cries. Someone said, Jonathan, when, the, when the main uh, player in Friday Night Lights gets Never hurt. Never saw it. And, has to, and goes into in the, the car. Yeah. He I've seen it, then. but I don't remember that. Okay. Oh, when Booby Miles gets injured? Yeah. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. Yep, gets in the car with his dad. It's a great movie. And then oh, he that cries. scene's super emotional. Okay. There's no music. It's just, you just hear him crying in the car. Okay, how about this one from Kelly? Kelly says, the movie Hook when Rufio dies. Yeah, someone what? called in with that one, too. Are you serious? We had two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Rufio dies? <laughs> I don't remember Hook at all. Did you see Hook? I know I saw it. I don't remember it. Okay, Rufio was like the the leader of the of the pack, and then Robin Williams came in and took over the pack. But Rufio got stabbed in a sword fight by Hook. I don't think I saw Hook ever. Yeah. So I'll keep him coming for Rami's soulless cold heart. Thirty eight percent no heart. Tom thirty eight percent. Tom tweeted in Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) I can see that. For sure. I can see that. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. When you think they're about to die in the hotel room at that lodge. Yeah. Me, myself, and Irene. That's a tearjerker. (laughs) Oh, boy. How about Mr. Deeds? Oh, man. Every time. Every time. Mr. Deeds, man. When Winona Ryder realizes she actually is in love with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Right there. Have you guys ever been to Winchestertonville Field? Yes. Okay. It's a great town. Beautiful this time of year. <laughs> you know what? There's all kinds of movies on TCL TVs that make us cry. Whatever you want, really. There's 500,000 plus Not Rami. He movies and TV show episodes, and like half of them make me and Judd cry, apparently. Rami's got no heart. And for uh, for our guy Jeff, who just wants golf movies, well, you can find the best and oh, biggest sure. selection of golf movies yeah. 
with your TCL TV because you get a built-in Roku device. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. Roku gives you access to 5,000-plus streaming channels. You can toggle back and forth very easily between your cable or satellite subscription, whatever it is that you're into, and your streaming options. We've got two 55-inch TCL TVs here in the studio, and uh, we love them. We watch all kinds of sports and sad movies. In fact, we might even put on The Notebook next just to see. Just Maybe we'll do another Rami crying challenge. A lot of people are saying Coco, the Disney Pixar movie. I hear it. I hear it. That's a tearjerker. Have not seen that one. That's what I hear. I don't know if that's available on the uh, TCL 55 inch Roku TV, but we'll definitely search for it. It's very easy to search for things. Just a couple buttons and boom, you're crying during movies. Uh, Michael says, Marley and me destroyed me. Never saw it. Oh, I heard that's awful. Okay. 21 grams. Keep them coming. Tweet at us. 21 grams. At Phil Mackey. At Rami is tweeting. At Jay Zolgad. What is 21? Okay. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Jonathan here. Time for your Score North download. 15 and 12 in June. The Twins get July started tonight in Oakland. Very late. First pitch at 9.07 Central. Gross. It's just six games until the All-Star break for the team. Three against the A's. Three against the Rangers. What do you want to see from the Twins in these final six games before the break? Let us know at Score North on Twitter. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. And Rami's not crying. I can guarantee that. Okay, I got one more for you guys. And we'll ask Pat the same question. All right. Movies that make you cry. And we're getting a bunch of suggestions. People keep chiming. Old Yeller. Another suggestion. Uh, Here's one for you guys. Homeward Bound. The end of Homeward Bound. I only saw that when I was very, very young. I don't really remember it. To be honest with you, Judd, I don't think Jonathan? I saw it. Okay, homework assignment. I don't remember. Homeward Bound. Hold on, look go up. check it out. I'm not even going to spoil it for it, you. But... Am I going to enjoy the movie? Yes. Like I'm not going to watch something just to cry. Like I, and it's you'll enjoy the movie. movie. Yeah, you'll enjoy the movie. It's like, like sure. It's, it's talking animals. I want a good cinematic Lost. experience. I don't want to cry. Yeah, you'll get all of it. Don't worry. <laughs> Pat, are there movies that make you cry? Yeah, Showgirls. I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Elizabeth to go for another swim, but it didn't happen. <laughs> no, I got it. There's been a few like, that I'd have to think of. Uh, what the, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I uh, there's a kids movie. There's a this is you know sounds a little uh, pompous, but there's a, a movie called Colia K O L W A, and it's from Eastern Europe, and it's about a grandpa who ends up with a with a little snot-nosed kid that he has to adopt, and then the kid ends up uh, changing Grandpa's attitude about life. That's a good one. That's a okay. good So right. that's a good one. K-O-L-Y-A. My wife's only watched that about 22 times. So she's like kids watching Toy Story. You know? we were. I was just talking to Jonathan about one nice thing now that my grandkids are 10 and 8, so they're getting a little old for it. But those first five or six years are great because they're watching the same damn You don't have to look around for anything. They watch the same damn thing like 25 times, you know. It's, uh, you don't have to look for a good movie to watch because they just want to watch the same thing they watched yeah. two days ago. Yeah, I think my nephew, it's, uh, it's, over the course of six years, only watched Finding Nemo and Cars. And that was it. <laughs> I saw Home Alone, that first Home Alone, man. I'd never seen it, but now I've seen it oh, 50 times, probably. You know, it's uh, it's not hard to uh, it's not hard to uh, convince them that that's a good one to watch. So I don't know. It's a little uh, you, you gotta 
it's, it's hard to watch those kids' movies, though, because you don't know who the characters are and why you're supposed to. You know the one I like, though, in the kids' movie? Who's the goofy guy that's got the the little guys that work for him that are the evil? They oh, the minions. The, one that the, min, the minion. What, what's the name of the guy's name? Uh, Drew. The, 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 that's the... Yeah, that's great. That's a damn good movie because it's it's they they love this guy because they're attracted to evil, so they do anything he wants. It's a, that's a pretty good one. I like that one. Yeah, yeah Judd's uh, Judd's all over minions. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to catch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. Who we mad at today? Out. In fact, that little guy that the uh, the little guy that the wild signed, he's he's kind of looks like a minion. Zuckerell, yeah. Yeah, he carries a long stick. I found out today. So, oh yeah, how about well, that quote? You know, five eight, eight, you got to overcompensate. That right? quote was he might really be weird. Short, he might be short, but he's got like a fourteen foot stick. So I don't know. Ben, isn't there a league? Isn't there a league minimum, maximum? Judge? You can't just go out there with a big log. Yeah, you, know, you got to have a. I think there's, there's something. Be a limit. Yeah, but Fenton's so quote about him was really stick, weird. Your, your stick can't be more than a. It's bigger than anybody else's, is it? For God's sakes, I don't, I don't get it. Are we still talking about <laughs> hockey? <laughs> yes. Zuccarelli or whatever the hell is. Zuccarella, yes. What I read today was a lot different than your scouting report. This is what I read today in my newspaper is that this is a difference maker. Yeah, well, I hope for the wild sake that's true. <laughs> I'm not Let's buying it. Okay. I'm a little worried about this week uh, that lies ahead for the boys, don't you? Oakland. Uh, twins? You know, yeah, the Twins, Oakland, uh, they're, they're pretty good. You don't go out to the – some reason you don't go out and play very well in that ballpark. And then uh, Texas at home, and uh, that could be 14 to 12. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just uh, – they got to start swinging the bats a little better. That's for sure. Yeah, and they, there's a stretch here. I'm not sounding the alarm by any means yet, but there's a stretch here where the Twins have some tough games and they're banged up, and the Indians get a lot of Kansas Cities and Cincinnatis, and uh, the like. The Indians next three or four weeks is a lot of winnable games, and the Twins have some tough ones. So, but the good news is Adelberto is back. Yeah. If you miss three oh, two counts, you're no. going to get the season. <laughs> no, yeah, he's back. So West he Coast games. No. Nice thing about nice thing oh. about him is he can get three straight outs and it can still take fourteen minutes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Which is going to be great at twelve oh seven a.m. when we're trying to wrap things okay. up in Oakland. Well, I wonder if they. Uh, I, I didn't. You guys get the impression that this was a conditioning uh, thing that they did. I, I don't think he was that banged up, was he? I think they were just trying to get him in better shape, and I, I guess they don't want to give up on him yet. But boy, this has got to be the last shot for that guy. It definitely felt like one of those. Uh, it's kind of an ambiguous injury situation, and yes, send him out. I tell you one thing. We one thing we found out about Derek Falvey and Dad Levine is. They're a lot more willing to make up an injury than their honest predecessor Terry Ryan was. Yes, Terry was. You know, you know. I think one of Terry's problems, really, running this team the last few years was ethics. <laughs> you know, really, he had too many ethics about that stuff. We can we hate sports. We don't need ethics. Okay, let's go.
Yeah, I think if you can, uh, you know, have if you if you can fake an injury or have someone write a paper for you, I think there's a there's a line that you can cross in sports, and I will be fine with it. Okay. Hey, by the way, guys, I was uh, I was looking at some newspapers from 1959, uh, summer 1959. We had a PGA here, and then Nicholas played here at the amateur tournament. And I was looking that stuff up, but the Millers are a Red Sox farm club. Mm-hmm. They have 20 player roster in the American Association. They're down to 17, and Mox on the phone begging the Red Sox to send him somebody, and he's not sure if they are going to or not. It's not exactly the way it is now, which uh, is, uh, yeah, we have three guys here tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was unbelievable reading this stuff. It's like a four-day drama as to whether he's going to have uh, eight players to put on the field. Uh, they, they might tell him to play a pitcher at shortstop or something. Well, there was even times recently, like in the last 10 years, where if the Twins were on the West Coast and they oh, yeah. somebody went on, somebody wasn't on the DL yet, but, it, man, to get a guy out from Rochester would be a real pain in the oh, ass. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's Friday. It won't be old on Tuesday. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing will ever top, though, poor Frankie Quillacy. I can't remember what year it was. I think 75. Uh, when Steve Bry broke his hand, got hit by a pitch, and they put a cast on him and kept him on the active list, and he could be a pitch runner. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, would, Calvin wouldn't call up another player because he didn't want to give him service time or some damn thing. I don't know what it was about, but Steve Bry was on the active list for a month with a broken hand. When they before they got to September, and then I think it was in August, so they when they got to September, they let him call up like three guys, but he had twenty four guys because uh, they couldn't, you know, they weren't going to pay to have a, another guy on the roster who might not play a lot. So. Yeah. Are you uh, are you into the three M Open? Uh, yeah, I was out there yesterday. It was miserable, or raining like hell. But if we can dry the thing out, and uh, you know, it, it, it's not, it's good. I mean, I'm. I'm surprised they got kept. I was I was waiting all week for Phil to get a bad back or something, but it yeah. looks like he's going to play. And, and it's uh, they must have done some great lobbying to get kept here. I do think that the cut's going to be like seven under. They're going to just destroy that place. In uh, you know, especially with the green soft, where they're just going to flip it up there and you know hit it. Length, they've lengthened it. So what? Those guys don't care about length, and it's and they've they've apparently made the fairways a little tighter, but I, I didn't get out and look yesterday because it was too damn wet, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I just don't think that golf course can uh, can control these fellas <laughs> where, they're, where they're hitting the ball and the way they play. I, I think the scores, the winners, the winning score is going to be like 2,600. Yeah. Uh, also, big news today, uh, our U.S. women, 2-1 to one victory yes. over those choking Redcoats who missed another oh, penalty yes, kick in the last five minutes. Coach. Hey, Rami could have stopped that penalty kick. She kicked it right to him. You know? <laughs> I've watched it. I watched it. I'm now a big Rapinoe fan. I love her. She didn't play today. She was hurt. But, uh, she drew, what did she do? Some injury. Hamstring. She had a tweaked hamstring. Well, uh, yeah, something something had to be wrong. But uh, I love her ever since she uh, said, go gays. That's <laughs> one of my favorite quotes of all time. Nobody has ever won a championship without a gay player. That's science. She said she is an agitator of the first magnitude. I love it. 
is, uh, I actually watched it. I admit it. It's the first time I've ever watched since Brandy Shastain took her top off uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, it's only 99. I watched a little, watched a little of that match, uh, but I haven't uh, watched. You know, it sounds bad when I say I've only watched five minutes of women's soccer in, in 20 years, but I've only watched 10 minutes of men's soccer in 20 years. So I can confirm that. that. doesn't sound so bad, but it's uh, the contrast. I mean, I've been to a couple of games, but I never paid attention. You know. So yeah. Anyway, you were in the uh, parking lot talking to people who were drinking. <laughs> well, yeah. When I said ninety-four, uh, yeah. that was ninety-four. Though. Yeah, that was ninety-four. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was really a soccer dummy then. I've learned a lot of them on it now. Pat, what's coming up on uh, Royce on baseball here <laughs> shortly? Uh, well, we got. Uh, I got to admit, we talked to Timmy uh, yesterday before the death of Tyler Skaggs. I uh, wish we would have been able to uh, talk to him about that. But it's, uh, you know, Tim's got the usual good stuff. And TK talking about managing in the All Star game and uh, the, uh, you know, it's obviously selection process has changed a lot. But uh, it basically drove him crazy all the politics that were involved even then when he was managing in, in uh, 1992 and 1988. But he's 2-0 and all as an all-star manager, so uh, he can to put that on his resume. Yeah, awesome. All right, Pat, we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, Jets. See ya. Right, see ya. Patrick Royce. We wrap with Royce every single day. The poll now, Rami, no heart, 40%. That's so We're soft, that's so 33%. False. How did you not cry, Rami, 28%. So it's, false. it's okay to show emotion. Yeah, okay. I do. All the oh, time. just admit that you're heartless. That's okay, too. Every day at 6 o'clock, I get in my car and I cry that I work with you two jokers. Well, that's not going to earn I'm, any points. I'm honored that I'm not on that list. <laughs> you're also without a soul. I have, if you want, because you said you're out You're out on chick flicks, right? Yeah. You watch everything. TV, movies, you watch pretty much everything. Yeah, but just chick flicks, really. Is it the rom? Is it like romantic comedies that you're out on? Or no, no, a good, a good romantic comedy I like. Like Knocked Up? Okay. Good romantic comedy. Okay. Not not like a sentimental. It didn't tug at the heartstrings, but I thought it was funny and dealt with issues of love virgin? and intimacy. 40-year-old okay. virgin. Mm-hmm. So maybe I might have... Uh, all right, because I've got, I've got a list here. I'm going to give this to you. You tell me yay or nay, and this is... <laughs> like this whether is, or not I'll watch it? Yeah. Yay or nay? Or just okay. like if you've seen it. These all are right. six that kind of fall into the varying shades of like romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Right? This is Phil Mackey's extended Mount Rushmore. All right. All right. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. No, thank you. Sleepless in Seattle. Mm, overrated, but good. The Holiday. Never even heard of it. Jude Law, no. Cameron uh, Diaz, no. Ensemble oh, Cast. I've heard of it, but I okay. never saw it. A little it. sappier. A little sappier. Mm, like no. Friends with Benefits. Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Never saw, seen it. Saw that. I liked it. Saw it's one scene on it, the internet. It was okay. good. Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can figure that out yep. as you were trolling around <laughs> looking for something else. You've got mail. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan before the plastic surgery. Just a weak remake of Sleepless in Seattle. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Great he's, chemistry. No, thank no, you. He's got a good point, though. Crazy Stupid Love. Never heard of it. Oh, man. Who was Ryan that? Gosling. Oh, saw it? Steve Carell? Steve Carell. You should see it. It's, it's really excellent. good. I would not call that necessarily a chick flick, though. That crosses genres. That's a really well done film. Romantic comedy or a chick flick? I, it's more of a romantic yeah, comedy. Yeah, no, you'd like that. I mean, there's a scale. There's Steve Carell's outstanding. Gosling's great. Like, The Notebook is a chick flick. Yeah, I'm out. Like, straight up sentimental and sappy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You would like this Go one. check these out, all right? I've seen it, and I recommend it. Keep tweeting us the movies that make you cry. Despite because, the fact uh, you're heartless. We want to find some of these for Rami. Hold to on cry. one sec. Let me just see that this is live. 
It is live. Piers Morgan just tweeted out 10 red mad face emojis. Good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we appreciate right. it. That's Come back delicious. to CNN. You were so good yeah, in our country. In four years. That's so delicious. So long, partner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.